Showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello, bienvenidos, and welcome to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I'm your host, Jared Albrick, back again. I'm the yard sale artist, and joining me, as always, is the Watson to my Sherlock hat, Samson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? You're not supposed to talk in here, Jared. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shh. Hey, how are we feeling, Dr. Cristados? Let's go take it outside. Okay. Write his name down. It's Jared. Yeah, he talks. Yard sale artist. Yeah, yard sale artist. Yeah, he, he's a talker. He's not allowed in here anymore. I, I was doing all right. I was just fine in a nice, quiet area, reading my comic books, smoking my pipes, having some brandy. And then you come in all busted up here trying to talk to people. How <laughs> dare you, sir? How I, dare I'm you? not proud of what I've done here today, but it was an emergency situation, man. It was extenuating circumstances. <laughs> also joining me is probably my disappointed brother because you probably stole his shtick for the intro here. <laughs> but... I would like to introduce the Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrick. How are we doing today, Jason? I'm a little freaked out right now. I had a case of the sniffles, and I went to Dr. Cristados, and he prescribed me a brandy. So I drank that brandy, and then couldn't remember if he said one or two brandies. So I thought, I better do two brandies, just to make sure. So I drank a second brandy, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of a big guy, so probably need a third brandy. Well, long story short, I woke up, and I'm in Spokane. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm ready to do a podcast. We'll figure all this out later. <laughs> yes, the Weasel Skull himself is broadcasting to us from Spokane, Washington, outside of his usual location of Olympia, Washington. He's on a business trip, and he still found time to somehow get to 221B. Oh, we almost tipped our hand there. <laughs> We're actually at 221B in London. He came by way of Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably did like five brandies if you don't remember how you got to 221B from Spokane. I think I just saw it get off the red double-decker bus outside. It's our favorite constable, Delvin the Dark Web Wilkins. And how are you doing tonight, Bobby Wilkins? Baba bien. Sava Trebian. <laughs> oh, oui, oui. Bonsoir, Monsieur Holmes. Oh, bon oui, bon oui. <laughs> Got a little French interpreter action tonight. What did he say? <laughs> I'm never going to tell. <laughs> Well done, Bobby Wilkins. We've got the band back together. If you're a regular listener of the show, you'll know I was out last week. So the first order of business is I found out as I listened to the show, just like you listeners listening right now, that I didn't leave Delvin the answer to the trivia question. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I believe the question, I don't have How do you leave me. an idiot in suspense? <laughs> <laughs> I, all I remember is all the guest stars from last week's episode had been on previous episodes, and all those previous episodes had some in common other than Holmes, Sherlock, and Lestrade. And I didn't leave an answer. No, I have a guess. Is it Harry Crocker? Did they all have Harry Crocker? It is absolutely Harry Crocker. Yes! <laughs> yes! They were all in an episode with him? Eugene Deckers was in all the episodes that the guest stars had previously ah. been. So Eugene Deckers was the common thread. He's the Kevin Bacon. Harry Crocker. Yes, he is. He's the Kevin Bacon. So <laughs> that was the answer to last week's trivia question that I forgot to put in the script. So if you were out there with bated breath wondering what that was, which I'm pretty sure was only Darren and possibly Ruth, there you go. All those guest stars have been previous episodes with Eugene 
Deckers. Very interesting. I never would have guessed that one. I thought someone would come through, but uh, it didn't happen. I still love you all, though. I was really counting on Dave. You know, he's kind of that yeah. attention to detail, doesn't miss a beat guy. See, uh, we were all counting on Dave, Jared. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's why he's not here tonight. He's no longer welcome back. <laughs> oh, that's not true. We love Dave. Don't listen to him, Dave. Jason's right. Dave, you did a great job stepping up. We just might have you back. We'll see. All has to get approved by Delvin. What is this show all about, Dr. Christados? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes indexed show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, that's us, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we'll be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, with some sprinkles of other fun tossed in from time to time. 1954 Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as the one and the only Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by that fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. And don't forget about the flashback. I did get some new strings. Oh, those are new strings. Okay. Mm-hmm. You sounded pitch. crisper tonight, I thought. This is a little pitchy dog. A <laughs> <laughs> pitchy, pitchy dog. <laughs> no, Christados, man, you always bring it. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you. I know. I've come a long way. Yeah. Not as quick as Dave and his flute playing skill, but, you know, you do a, an amazing genius level job as it is. So he's catching up to you still. He's still catching up. Yeah, I heard You're catching that. up. I also have been working on my violin skills. You all want me to play tonight or? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, we're good. That's, we're good. Yeah, we can save that for next episode. I thought that's why we told you you couldn't be on the last episode. <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was a punitive thing. I that was you. a punitive thing, yes. Did any of our listeners... secret suspension. That was the answer to the question. <laughs> that's right. He was in the penalty box. <laughs> Jared's ass was in the jackpot. No. <laughs> 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 and with that, episode 14 was titled The Case of the French Interpreter. The original air date was 17 January 1955. The director was Steve Previn. The writer was Lou Morheim. Guest starring Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade, Charles Brody as Judd, Bob Cunningham as Latimer, and Lou Van Berg as Claude Dubeck. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way but Jared is also about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. There's definitely spoilers heading your way. (laughs) So again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend that you pause here, go back, check it out on YouTube, and then come back to our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's really not that big of a time demand. For those of you who are doing the right thing and watching along with us. Don't forget to comment about it on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. Jared, 
I'm following Holmes. Jason. I'm following Holmes. Hashtag, I'm following Holmes. Mary Jane. I'm following Holmes. Sean Connery. Hashtag, I'm following Holmes. And chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) That is a beautiful job, team, except for Sean. We need to get you to the clinic. We would love to hear your insights as well. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. Can do. Although not specifically called such, the story begins at a place that may be familiar to big-time Holmes fans, the Diogenes Club, where club members are forbidden from talking or even acknowledging anyone else's existence, and Watson does a bit of hilarious rule-breaking there. But it's important that he find Holmes because back at their 221B flat awaits a client named Claude Dubeck, and Dubeck had the harrowing experience of seeing a man be tortured. Mr. Dubeck, an interpreter, was hired by Mr. Latimer to assist with a business deal but before Dubeck knew it, he was being sequestered away at gunpoint in a handsome cab. After a two-hour blind cab ride, Latimer leads the interpreter to Dubeck's partner, Mr. Judd. Latimer and Judd are torturing Frenchman Paul Sharon, attempting to get Sharon to sign some papers. Meanwhile, Sharon's sister, Micheline, is distraught because she can't locate her brother Paul, who's in the next room. You see, Micheline is the kidnapper, Latimer's wife. What the heck is going on here? The kidnappers release Mr. Dubeck, again by traveling with the shades drawn, but he might just remember enough clues for Holmes to find the kidnapper's location. Of course, Holmes finds the kidnapper's location, and Watson does a fine job of establishing the motive. But dang, if Dubeck hasn't gone missing himself, the lads collect Lestrade and head off to confront the kidnappers. Will they arrive in time to save Paul Sharon? Will they find the now-missing interpreter? Will Micheline fall for some half-baked excuses about why she can't recognize the voice of her own brother? Tune in and find out. There you have it, boys. Masharona. I was thinking the same thing. I was, was going to find some way to work that in. I just gave up and just did it. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for help. I was going to do the same thing. Masharona. Ooh, you are a hungry one. You're going to sign that paper. I know you want some dinner in your tum. Some dinner in your tum. But you ain't getting none, Sharona. <laughs> Might be an awkward time for me to ask this question. Is it just me and my usual raging hormones, or was Micheline kind of hot? Well, she had that stupid quality about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but she's all like, but I hear him in that room. No, baby. No, 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 no. baby, you don't hear him. Would you believe me or your own ears? <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm such a silly girl. <laughs> you know what? 
Let's just get into highs and lows. We're going to do highs and lows a little bit different tonight, folks. We're going to pass around the room. Each person is going to give a high or a low, whichever they prefer, one at a time, and I'll pass it around. If it doesn't make sense now, it will in a second. So, Mr. Delvin, the Dark Web, Bobby Silverhands, Wilkins, what do you got? You got a high or a low that you'd like to throw our way? I'm going to go with a high. What you got? The action of the episode, it was intense. Was this the first episode where guns were used? He shot that one time in the house. That's true. That's true. He did shoot That's that true. one time in the house. Yes. But, like, yeah. in this case, when the game was afoot, both Holmes and Watson, yeah. you know, yeah. They went you, strapped, man. Yeah. You need to pack this heat. And I'm like, whoa. Regulators! For some reason, between that and just the kidnappers and the French guy, who I can't remember his name, Sharon. Sharon. Yes, yes. Yeah, the whole action was intense. Yeah, it did have a uh, thriller well, element to it. Yeah, intense is the word I was saying. That's a good word. That's a good word. Intense. Well, that's a good word, Delvin. It seemed like Holmes really had his blood up, too, once he found out torture was involved. He was ready to go lay down some justice. <laughs> Let's go to Pat. Hi. Low. What you got, Pat? I'll give a quick look. Oh, I mentioned it before. A flashback. Mm, yeah. That minute that started again, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, go I feel the same way. Got a flashback. And, and. I'm like, these two Holmes and Watson actors are like really on the gravy train right now. They're doing like quarter of an episode and everybody else is doing the work and they're getting the starting billing. I didn't have that much of an issue with the flashback this time. I thought it was yeah. useful. I believe that. I kind of felt a little bit the same way, but I was like, oh, no, another flashback. I'm like, why couldn't they just open up with that flashback as the beginning of the story. Mm. I don't know how that would change anything if they did it that way. So then, you know, you don't see Holmes until later on. In the 50s, they probably just want to make sure that you saw those characters early so yeah. people who were just tuning in knew they were at the right show. Yeah, that's true. That's but, just a guess. I mean, it's the 50s. What else would they have done if it was the wrong show? They would switch <laughs> to the James other channel. channel. <laughs> they, they would have gone to their second channel option. Ah, which is probably the news. <laughs> God, I got to spend time with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> we did get another flashback, although it was smaller, but we've had three flashback episodes in a row, so yeah. hopefully we'll move on. Speaking of moving on, Jason, what do you got? You got a high or a low? I got both. I do what I want. No, I think this is within the rules, because you brought it up. I was really excited to see the Diogenes Club. I thought that was fun and a great call-out for Holmes fans, but didn't they call it the St. Dennis Club? And I was like, what? Yeah, they had some <laughs> other name for it. I, I think you're right. St. Something. And I didn't like that. I was like, call it what it's supposed to be called, man. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else had any thoughts about that. I just thought number one, it was really cool that they showed it, but then why did they call it the St. Dennis Club? I wasn't home savvy enough to catch that that was a part of the canon, so it didn't bother me, but the only reason it didn't bother me is out of ignorance. Had I known that, I probably would have been upset about it, too. What's different from the other clubs that we've seen him in? Well, the Diogenes Club, it's mentioned several times in Holmes' canon, and it's usually where he goes to meet up with his brother Mycroft, who's really the one that enjoys spending his time there. And it's just like it's described in the show. The show described it perfectly. People go there, they sit, they read, they can play chess together, but nobody talks. They just went silence and calm. I really enjoyed that intro for the show, but I don't know. It bothered me. It's like, why are you calling it St. Dennis Club? And my mind kind of gravitated towards, you know, when they had Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was what it was original titled in England, and for whatever reason, they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone for the U.S. Yeah, that's it. that kind of stuff just bothers me. Just, you know, keep the original creative 
intent there. Your gears were ground. They were a little bit there. Yes. <laughs> Anybody other comments on Jason's ground gears? <laughs> I'll bet Darren and Ruth agree with me on this. <laughs> and I'm sure Mr. Porter agrees as well. I believe you do have some folks on your side. And I'm one of them. Mike, why not just keep the name? We're old and we're bitter. So we like true. stuff the way we like Get out stuff. of my flat. <laughs> Get off my flat. <laughs> oh, let's go for one more round of this. You got a high or a low you'd like to pitch, Delvin? It's a low. It involves the end of the story. So when they went looking for Sharon, they hey, were Sharon. talking to um, who was the guy who came to Holmes place. I forgot his name. Dubeck, the interpreter? Yes. I thought it was awesome how Holmes said, yep, you couldn't see, but what did you feel? And what did you hear? So that part of it is cool, but when it took Holmes time to locate where he thought the place was, but they didn't really reveal to the mm-hmm, audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, you're hitting on one of my spots, yep. Yeah, and so there's that part, and then they went to hide, and Holmes was already creeping around down there. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was kind of just like, how? You got the feeling that maybe they needed more room for, actually, I'll leave that alone for now. That's my low point. What do you guys think? I agree with you 100%. I liked where they were going with Holmes pulling out of Claude what he could remember. But I was like, how did it take you so freaking long with this sitting over that map? I mean, did you map out every, you know, <laughs> there should only be a limited number of options based off of what he told you. And you got Watson's falling asleep. He's, he's done, man. I mean, yeah. he's got, poor guy's getting tortured. And I don't know, like, come on, Holmes. I think we should have figured this out by now. Yeah, I just didn't really feel like it was so much Holmes following the clues as a MacGuffin in the movie the plot along. Mm. I just agree with what Delvin said, too. Like, if you're going to do that, at least tell us how he solved it. Yeah. You know? That's a big appeal of Sherlock Holmes is that he kind of pulls that rabbit out of his hat and you're like, how did he do that? And it's like, oh, well, the rabbit was staring at us all along. Oh, Holmes. And we didn't really get that opportunity to revel in his brilliance here. He just showed up and was there. They kind of missed a big opportunity there, I think. I think it was stupid of them to go down the hidey hole. Okay, you're going to do that you move the carpet so anybody that walks in the room <laughs> will see the move. Hey, what's that trap door doing? Yeah. That brings up a good yeah, point. I didn't even think of that. That's funny. I'm like, what are you hiding from? Everybody knows you're going down the trap door. It's like move maybe the, the world's greatest detective won't notice that carpet was moved. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of Pat's deep thoughts, Pat, you got another high or low you'd like to pitch? I thought was really cool is that you got to see them walking around in actual London area. Yeah. Oh, you took mine. Yeah. Yeah. footage. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat to see them kind of walking around like that. Yeah, you got to see old timey Big Ben and mm-hmm. that was fun. Jason, how about you? I like the line that Lestrade had at the end when the guy said, I just wanted to get what was coming to me. And <laughs> he says, I'll see that you do. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was cold bloody. <laughs> Overall, I think Delvin alluded to this. This episode was just packed. They packed in a lot. They did. And I think that's what Delvin was alluded to, to like, well, just put Sherlock Holmes in the basement. There might have been a scene where they, how he got in. That's one of my longer summaries, because I was like, I just have to pause like every two minutes. Like, write, yeah. this, down. write this down. This is germane mm-hmm. to it. Oof. There's a lot of movement. There's definitely yeah. a lot of movement. Does anybody else have any final burning thoughts before we move into fun facts? I think they were taking a 
long time torturing that guy with the starving technique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have came up with better techniques than that. Just, <laughs> it would have taken a shorter time to just beat his butt. <laughs> I'm going to break every finger in your left hand so you can sign with his right hand. Or at least torture. It's very polite. (laughs) Or at least, you know, speed it up. Like, start cooking some, some, I don't know, some eggs and bacon, you know, just so you can smell it. You sure you don't want to sign? But then she would hear that. (laughs) That's not what you think it is. But all her husband has to do is say, no, you don't smell bacon. What do you trust? (laughs) Do you trust your own scent nostrils or do you trust me? Come on. You're right. I'm just a stupid girl. Let me go upstairs. I'll do the smelling for you. We have our friend Watson giving brandy out again. And Claude says, you'd have to forgive me. A good brandy must be sipped and savored. But I can't at this time. Watson's like, no, I'll go ahead. I do it all yeah. the time. We about to get lit. <laughs> you see me? I'm coming home with other people's jackets, other people's bowlers. It's just- <laughs> I got punched by a ghost one time, man. My life is jacked up. <laughs> I might need help. I'm just saying, I might need help. <laughs> oh, well, good observations all. Let's get into some fun facts, shall we? We shall. Lou Van Berg, who played Latimer, is a return guest, but his previous appearance was uncredited. So I got an extra shot of brandy here for whoever can remember where they might have seen that cat before. And oh, by the way, Charles Brody, who played Judd in this episode, also made an uncredited appearance in the same episode. The first guy, was he the smaller guy, the husband? He was the husband. I got a guess. Bring it. I think he was the Bobby in the one that had the haunted house. He was not the Bobby. Damn. Oh, I might have a guess now, too. All right, go ahead. Was he in the cow girl? Yes. I don't know Damn what you, he played, but I know he was part of the crew. Let me ask you this, Pat. Oh, was he got unless, in the room? Unless Delvin's got it nailed. I don't. Pat, what was your favorite steakhouse? Oh, he was the, um, I don't remember his, his name. Bison I can't. Jack. Oh, Bison Jack. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he played Bison Jack. It was Bison Jack's traveling rodeo from the case with the cowgirl. Ah. I Correct. And the guy who played Judd was the guy who was pretending to be a seller of women's lingerie, but he was really a thief. Oh. Ah, all right. Both of those. And speaking of uncredited things, neither of the actors who played the Sharon siblings, either the guy getting tortured or his airheaded sister, <laughs> neither of them have ever been credited for this show. I went to multiple places to find out who played him. Couldn't find anything. That's Not on weird. IMDb. Yeah, I went on the internets and just looked and nope. They had some hefty roles in that. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I was like, well, Bison Jack was in the show for all of maybe a minute. You know, when Lanamir tells you, you don't need your credits in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a silly girl. Yes. I don't need credits. Come, on, I'll take you back upstairs. And and the other guy credits. was like, they were like, you can either have credits or you can have a sandwich. <laughs> I give him a sandwich. And you, you get Jack, <laughs> Bison Jack. <laughs> And here's the fun one for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This episode was based off a Conan Doyle short story. So now we've hit another Conan Doyle source piece. The short story was the case of the Greek interpreter, Mm -hmm. which is famous for being the first appearance of Mycroft Holmes. Although, sadly, they did not use him in this television episode. Free Mycroft! Free Mycroft! (laughs) Mycroft, isn't that a game you play? The kids are playing now? Mycroft. Mine. Uh, they still play it in their homes, right? Sure. <laughs> good one, Pat. Good one. <laughs> he whispered a good one. Oh, my goodness. He's patting himself on the back. 
That's where the term comes from. <laughs> Good one, Jared. Good one, Jared. Good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's move into our uh, pipe ratings. I'm going to get out the trunk that has uh, our pipes. Why is this trunk empty? Oh, boy. Did we secure it? Was it locked? I usually lock it, but I wasn't here in the last episode. So which one of y'all locked it? Uh, look, I told Dave to secure it, and he said that he put them in his vest, but I didn't ask about the trunk. Uh, I think we should have Dave back on again. <laughs> Pat, do you know where all these pipes have gotten to? Uh, I, I can go look for them right now. and <laughs> Maybe you should, me, but- why do I think you're going to surprisingly find them? I don't. I don't know. Good one, man. Good one. <laughs> I'll be right back. I think I found them uh, over in the other room here. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh, go into the room here. So I'll you be right what? back. While he's gone, Jason, look in his violin case. <laughs> Let me check in here. Uh, there, yeah. there we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I couldn't find out where Dave put them. Uh, <laughs> oh. We found them, Pat. Don't you worry. Oh, where where did you find them? Dave, put them in your violin case, Pat. That Dave. <laughs> I'm just tickled by this. All right. <laughs> well, now that we've got our pipes back, no thanks to Dave. Yeah, no thanks to Dave. Mysteriously showed up in Pat's violin case. Let's all get our five pipes and let's find out what we rated it. Our rating scale is a one through five. One, you didn't like it. Two, it was just okay. Three was good. Four was very good. And five, I loved it. So let's start with Jason. What you got? I'm going to go with three pipes on this one. I wanted more Holmes deduction and mystery, but I did like that it was based off of a Conan Doyle story. I liked the Diogenes Club and there was a lot of movement and a lot of action. So I'll give this a middle of the road three. What about you, Pat? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it a three. I liked it. Something was kind of missing, but I couldn't put my foot on it right now. So giving it a three. Delvin? It gets a three of five from me. Also, I'm going to attempt to explain maybe what Pat was thinking because I certainly felt... He was um, thinking, oh crap, they found my stash in my violin case. <laughs> what Dave did with it, that's what Dave did with it. <laughs> so I felt a certain way about the episode and I think that, you know, they run 26 minutes. A 35-minute episode may have been a five out of five because there was build-up and there was action that was there and and I just think that the episode needed a little bit more room to breathe, like finding out how Holmes figured out exactly where the place was, finding out that there yeah, was a yeah. secret passageway that he could possibly ambush them through. And he just happened to get caught walking through there uh, at the same time. Adding a little bit more to it could have made this a, a really a, an all time great. But mm-hmm. in only 26 minutes, it gets a three out of five for me. Jared, what do you think? I think we got a 3D ring because I'm going to three Ooh. out of five at two. Just middle of the road, tight action, but I have to agree with Jason. If you're going to let Holmes do home stuff by figuring out where the place is, let us in on the secret. Yeah. You know, they could have at least said, well, you know, if you felt this, that makes it has to be one of these three roads. And then you heard this. And then you heard that. It had to be this. It's got to be here. You know, just give us that. Yeah. Yeah. I could have just said it's in this area here. But it was still a fun watch. The flashback. Eh. But at least it was a shorter flashback, and it was of value, so we'll take it. Hopefully, we won't get a flashback on the next one. But I do believe it's time to get into the mailbag. Who's got the mailbag? Who's got, who's got the 221B mailbag sitting with them tonight? Is that? I think it's mine, Jason. Hand it over. All right. Let me see here. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, well, he's getting that. Let in me the, put away the pipes I, for everybody. I had to put the mailbag. 
That's no, like that one with the pipes. Delvin, why don't you take these pipes? Here's uh, here you go. Here's a mailbag, dude. Thank you. And Delvin, here's the key to the chest over there. So. I got it. Just hold on to that key, too. Uh, it's in safe hands with Bobby Wilkins. You know that. <laughs> hey, uh, Delvin, you want to go uh, after we're done here? You want to go hit the pub? Yeah, actually. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, this is how it starts. Cool. Uh, now that I've got this here mailbag, let's get into our shares, likes, and retweets. All these fine folks out there, shares, likes, and retweets our last episode. Those tenses were wrong, but we're going to do this list anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And we'll let Delvin kick us off. We will start off with our uh, our buddy head, Aaron Head Moss. Al Sedano. Well, it didn't. Al Sedano. Get it. Austin Kuykendall. Big Easy 77. Oh, Delvin's the winner here. And next up, we have Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Gentlemen. Oh, here's to you, Clinton Robinson. Cuckoo, cuckoo. And Coffee and Comics blog. Clinton's show. It's good stuff. Check out Coffee and Comics. Dave Collins. Open one. That wizard's just a crazy old man. Next up, we have Galtum Moitra. Probably an anagram for something, but I just don't want to put the work in. <laughs> <laughs> Guatemalan mom? I don't know. A mug tag. <laughs> Let's keep going. Gene Hendricks. Thanks for listening, Gene. Green Lantern HG. Then we have our bro, Hal Jordan. Ivan Chudley. Thanks, Ivan. Jay Bond. We expect you to die. Jeff and Rick are the boogeymen. Ooh. Mm. Our chum, Jonathan Schaefer Haynes. Josh Vanderheiden. Thanks, Josh. That's a friend of mine. Thanks for listening, Josh. And I had this just a minute ago, but uh, I lost it. Uh, oh, here it is. Lost in Time. Maria Kotris. That was a game I used to play all the time in your trailer. You're <laughs> thinking of Tetris. Oh. <laughs> Nerdy Dad's Podcast. Professor Frenzy. Thanks, Professor. Then we got these two crazy kids from Rad Adventures that are crawling around in London, England or somewhere. But thanks for listening, Rad. Hope they bump into us while we're here in London. Mm, maybe. We appreciate you signing off on the show, Reggie Hancock, with your Reggie Hancock. <laughs> we can't say spotted on this show. That's an exact it. name. That's a so spotted. It. Spotted is the name of a food. Not the way you guys say it. Please keep beeping it. Every time I hear it, it's hilarious. <laughs> It's got to be really funny to our British listeners. Well, I also want to give a big thanks to our amigo, Ross Michaud. With his Halloween name, Tomb Price. Thank you, Tomb. Coming out from Beyond the Stars is Trekker Talk. First podcast on the right, straight on till morning. <laughs> wow. That's found another Star Trek oh, one, everybody. Oh, that was like six. That was Ooh. like Undiscovered Country right there. <laughs> 
Also, our good friends over at Warlord Worlds Podcast. Xenozoic Xenophiles. Should we move on to comments, gents? Let's move on to comments. I like that, yeah. Oh, geez. There are a ton of comments. There's a, the mailbag. Holy stuff. I'll dig one out and Delvin can kick us off, so get one out. Okay. Uh, well, a lot of the comments that we had were centered around where exactly the heck was Jared Albrecht, uh, a.k.a. the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Pro. We didn't know. And so Green Lantern HG chimed in and he said, have you checked the local bars? I wasn't at the local bars. I'll dig it out for Jason. All right. So I've got this one from our buddy, old Ben, Dave Collins. He says, I took the Auburn football games. Weasel Skull was in charge of searching the bars. We know how that ended up. Cristandos took the uh, <coughs> gentleman's clubs. <laughs> that, that's where I do my smoking. <laughs> And oddly, D-Ray1977 volunteered for the morgue. That's kind of grim there. Still no luck. I didn't know you were looking in the morgues. Holy cow. Where in the world is Yard Sale Artist? Well, we found him. The legit 100% correct answer was I was at a convention in Atlanta called Monsterama selling my wares and meeting some great and cool people. So if you heard that voice drop on the last episode from Mark Goddard from Lost in space. Mm-hmm. I met Mark and got the voice drop when I was at Monsterama. Nice. I still like our reason that we had you in a timeout for your behavior playing the violin and we put you in a silver press. <laughs> well, that could happen to anybody. <laughs> I think Ruth busted you out, though. <laughs> she did. She came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for bringing it back, Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let me get in the mailbag. Pull one out. I got one here. It's from our old friend Ivan Chudley, and he said, On this week's show, it's the case of the missing Jared. Is he on some foolish mission in Texas? I don't know what I would be doing on a mission in Texas, but the answer is no. I was, I was in Atlanta. The foolish mission in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the goodness truth. That plus bad violin playing in a silver press. Pat, let me get you a letter out. There you go. From our friend Ross Michaud. He wants to chime in too as far as where Jarrett was. And he says, not saying for sure old Ben One was so desperate to get back on the podcast he'd have done anything, but maybe somebody should check the dry well in his basement for Jared and evidence of empty lotion bottles. No, somebody was Occam's razoring that. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Who has the motive here? He put hashtag Buffalo Old (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag I'm following Holmes and running away far away from hashtag Buffalo Old Ben. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. I was also at the bottom of well in Old Ben's basement, putting <laughs> lotion on the skin. I simply did not want to get the hose again. <laughs> hey, is, is Buffalo Ben's? Is that the name for that new steakhouse? <laughs> it turns <laughs> turns out yeah. it's not a steakhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you you might not want to eat the meat that comes out of Buffalo Ben's. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking maybe me and Delvin could go there after the gentleman's club. Uh, no, bar's good enough, man. Let's let's. <laughs> Let's, let's avoid that place. Do not let him get his hands on that key. No, of course not. Here, your hands look a little dry, Delvin. Why don't you loop them up here with this lotion? That's just creepy, and I don't want to do that. I'm going to move on to uh, one more comment here from Rad Adventures. It says, Delvin did a great job facilitating. 
facilitating the discussion and in sharing the fun facts. Always enjoy the trivia and we'll tune in next time to get the missing info when Jared returns. By the way, was Jared at yard sale? Ooh, it's close enough. And <laughs> Maybe we're onto something. Maybe we should tease the fun facts till the next episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems like people are coming people back. People like that. <laughs> Can I read a bonus one from Xenozoic Xenophiles? I think this is for old Ben, who did a guest appearance last time. They said, add old Ben one, love the flute, good questions, and the comments you brought to the show. Glad you were a guest, and so were we. Thanks for helping us out, Ben. Yes, indeed. He did do a good job. Yeah, yep. and so did Delvin. Delvin did a great job hosting, so thank he you, Delvin. Did. Team effort, guys, team effort. You did such a great job, Delvin. Hey, why don't you give me that key? We can have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly Hold on later. to that key, Delvin. <laughs> I've got some brandy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Jason, close this thing out before we get <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. Or you can go to www.longboxcrusade.com. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at Longbox Crusade or on the Facebook at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Pat. If you'd like to hear us on our track through all the James Bond films, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Sean, where can they find that? Well, I'm glad you asked, laddie. It's taking a powder. You can find on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, most podcatchers. Also at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com and on Twitter, we're at OHMSpod. You boys have done a fantastic job covering my career. I want to give you all the reward of $100 bills. I'm just going to slide $100 bills in everyone's pocket. Oh. For Jared, here's $100 for Pat. $100 for Jason. No. $100 goes into Delvin's pocket. I got the key. I got the key. Let's go. Let's go. Give me money. Yes. It only cost me $400. He's off the chain. Thank you for that, Sean. So if you'd like to chat with us, we can be found at Pat Lead Us Off. Where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. I can now say that in my sleep. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I think I can say that. <laughs> In my sleep, too. <laughs> you can find me at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram, and I'm at Weasel Skull on the Twitter. Jared, where can they find you? I am at Yard Sale Artists on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artists, or you can find me at your local International House of Spotted <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love that Spotted <laughs> I'm going to say it Mary Jane's voice. Spotted <laughs> <laughs> So many bleeps, I had the buzzer. <laughs> All right. You guys are terrible. <laughs> it's a real food, Pat. It's a real food, Pat. I'm going to get Alan J. Porter, so you're going to have to bleep out Alan J. Porter, the man himself. Give me a smoke. <laughs> you, you know what? I, you kind of earned one. After I think, yeah, I think you earned one. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. We had a great time, and we'll see you next episode. And the next episode will be The Case of the Singing Violin. So watch it before we meet next time. And that meetup location, 221B Baker Street, of course. Mm -hmm.